Hi everyone, it's Corinne Hindreger. You are listening to the Embodied Thriving Self podcast, a series where I invite you on an inner and outer journey to align with your soul, unlearn who you thought you needed to be, and become your most authentic and thriving self. So you too can create the magical ripple effect in your life and business you came here to do. Welcome. Thank you for being here with me today. I'm so looking forward to dive into today's topic with you. How disease and the not-self go hand in hand. The not-self shows up when we are in an activated state, in a state of shoulds and have-tos, and when we are reactive to the world. Being in business often goes hand in hand with showing up in a not-self or activated state through the added pressure to succeed and to keep everything going. In this state of not-self, we usually focus on fixing. Our coping strategies and mechanisms are online and we experience life through the lens of the persona we have learned to be. In my experience, the longer we stay here, the higher our stress levels rise and the more likely we develop disease or male functions in our physical being. The word disease speaks for itself as it perfectly highlights that we are not at ease within our experience of being. From the place of activation and the not-self, we can't expect to create a sustainable impact ripple effect or lasting change for ourselves or the soul clients we are here to support. More so, it actually acts as a repellent to our soul clients or our aligned abundance and wealth. When we are at this place, we compete with others that have similar offers to ours and we are continuously stuck in a fixing mode. Fixing of self, fixing of our business, fixing of our finances and so on. It is rather exhausting being stuck in this experience. While when we invite ease into our experience of being, it changes everything. It can look different for all of us at different phases of our our lives. And it is not about creating perfection or removing everything from our lives that might bring something up. As that would be again, only us trying to control or fix a situation or circumstances that activates our coping strategies and our not-self even more. The antidote or simplest way to go about it is to bring more awareness to the sensations we experience in our everyday life. Take note of how we feel and what sensations are present for us after different interactions and tasks and start to become exquisitely aware of what energizes and fuels us and what drains and depletes us. 
Once we build this repertoire of awareness, we can decide each and every moment from a self-empowered way of authentically being us. If we like to continue what we are doing, who we are interacting with, what we spend our time on, and where we spend our time. And the more often we take these empowered steps, the more the dis-ease can soften and release as we are more and more stepping into self. Of course, there are always things we need to take care of that we'd rather not. And that's part of being alive and being in business. Yet the more we are able to come from this empowered place of self, the more the layers of our conditioning can soften and release. I personally aim for a 80-20 ratio. This seems to work for me. When I'm able to show up for myself 80% of the time, I experience a sense of fulfillment and flow. And the further I drift into the not-self without checking in with the sensations within my experience regularly, the more activated and stressed I am. And the more likely it is for me to experience little physical symptoms here and there. This is just a compass of my soul, communicating through the sacred vessel of my body that I'm offbeat and need to come back to a place of self. And the more this is taking place, the more I notice I attract situations and circumstances that are out of alignment with my soul and clients that are not soul clients or some kind of money worries starts to pop up. I have been observing all these things playing out in both my own experiences of life as well as in my clients' lives. This, of course, brings up more activation and reinforces the not-self even more. This can feel like a vicious circle when we experience this. Also, when we start to build this awareness or database of our everyday experiences, we are able to notice that some areas impact us more than others. This is a wonderful clue that gives us the opportunity to implement being in alignment first, which greatly impacts other areas in our life and business as it ripples out. Looking at it from a 2080 or 80-20 rule perspective, we can ask ourselves, what are the 20% of the things we do that give us 80% of the results we are looking for? The important thing here is, again, to make sure we are not approaching it from a fixing mentality, as it would make this whole exercise useless. Let me give you some examples from my personal experiences. The 20% that have the most impact on my life and well-being are the people I guide and support, the noise level I experience throughout my day, and if I worry about resources or money. 
when I support and guide clients that are not a 100% full body yes and my soul clients, it drains me. I love all of my clients and as I hold space for them energetically, it can feel like rolling a boulder uphill for me when it's not a 100% match. Usually I do not notice this during the session themselves. It's after the session that I all of a sudden feel tired or drained instead of energized. This is how my body's compass is guiding me. I also often hear my clients tell me very similar things if they end up working with someone that is not their soul client. So I invite you to always listen to the energy levels of your body after you interacted with a client. It has the potential to guide you beautifully if you slow down to listen. What I have learned over the years is that I am at my best when I support my soul clients. It just lights a purposeful fire within me. The other thing that really impacts me is extended periods of loud noise. I have mentioned this in other episodes before. It just really gets to me. So I've learned to bookmark times when there will be an increased noise. So it impacts me less. I always like to approach everything with the mindset of prevention is better than cure. Bookmarking is a powerful tool that can be done very intentionally and quickly. In a nutshell, I take a few moments and do something that fills me up. Usually I sit on the deck and soak up the sun for a few minutes or hug my horse or go for a quick five minute walk and observe the sensations I experience in these five minutes. Then I'm ready to face a more intense period of loud noise or take care of a task that usually drains me. And once the task or the period of loud noise is easing, I again do something that fuels me. It's that simple. It does not take long. A few minutes of building awareness around the sensation we experience is usually enough. I have also observed that when I experience resource or money worries, it usually has nothing to do with money or abundance as such, but rather just highlights a phase or an area in my life or business that likes some more awareness and attention. This can come up no matter how much money there is for me. This usually highlights younger parts within our experiences that do not feel safe in a certain situation we experience, as those remind them of a situation in the past where they initially felt unsafe. They can bring up worry around resources, no matter how much sense this might make to our adult self. And as energy always follows energy and our focus might be money worry, we usually start to attract real life situations where we end up getting unexpected bills or maybe some expected money falls through. 
And of course, then these younger parts within our experiences see proof that their worry is valid. And this can pull us down into a rabbit hole of experiences connected to scarcity. Having this awareness and being able to shift when I notice what is actually calling for my attention, nurture and care, for example, for the younger parts in me that need some extra love and attention, creates so much more ease and alignment in all my experiences and helps me to connect back to my authentic self with more ease. Most of the time when we slow down to notice our experiences we are having in our lives and businesses, come back to our bodies and the sensations our bodies share with us and honor the being in us instead of the not-self that is connected with disease. The disease has no room to grow and starts to slowly vanish into the background. The beauty in this is that showing up in our lives and businesses this way is deeply fulfilling as it deeply fills our own cups so we can give from our overflow and allow everyone else to do the same. The world truly becomes magical from this place as we are in alignment with our soul self. And we can start to see the impact it has on our clients and our communities just by us being us. If you feel called to explore our developed coping mechanisms more deeply and how the different activated states of our nervous system show up in life, I invite you to check out the nervous system states and stress and coping strategies parts one and two on the podcast. Building this deep awareness of self can help us catch ourselves faster when we are living in our not-self experience. As always, I'd love to hear from you and what you're taking from this episode. In the next episode, we will explore why the focus on the searching for flow alone can be an excuse and how this is holding us back from creating sustainable change living purposefully and having fulfilling experiences. As always, thank you so much for spending time with me and listening to the Embodied Thriving Self podcast. I appreciate you and the journey you have been on that led you to this community. I hope to connect with you again in the next episode. In the meantime, I appreciate your shares and reviews. Please always remember, you are not broken. You are worth it and deserving to align with your soul and thrive as you create magic in all you touch.